This is Body, Brain, and Pain. I'm Erin Babineau. And I'm Michelle Steggy. We are two doctors of physical therapy and orthopedic specialists here to have an approachable and courageous conversation about pain and our bodies that will be forever changing and aging. This podcast is for everyone, not just medical providers. The better you understand pain, the more control you gain. Welcome back, everyone. Michelle and Erin here. Thank you again for joining us. We're excited to have you back listening. So in the next couple of episodes, we want to discuss the fact that how we think about pain matters and why this is so important for our recovery and our body and brain management. And we completely recognize that these are hard conversations to have And a lot of the topics that we're talking about are tough topics to listen to and to discuss. Um, But that's why it makes it so important to talk about. And so so we recognize that this is tough stuff, but but that's what we're here for. Uh, So just to be clear, we understand also that there are different types of pain and, and not all pain is the same. And so we are doctors of the musculoskeletal system or issues that have an origin in your musculoskeletal system, muscles, tendons, bones, ligaments, and your nervous system. And so the topics that we're discussing over this podcast are related to these types of pain because that's our expertise. Um, And especially in particular, those pains that are lasting for more than three to four months, which we refer to as persistent pain. And we are all about these vulnerable conversations. And Michelle and I are having these conversations, like you've said before, on the daily. And we're so passionate about it um, because we really do feel like this needs to be public information. Yeah. and, and ultimately, these were kind of these next few episodes are our original kind of passion projects and PSA to the world um, yeah. and why we wanted to do this podcast. So we're going to be debunking a lot of beliefs that our American society holds, which will be really mm-hmm. hard. And I know might be a little shocking for people, but that's why this is so important, because it really does influence how we think about pain And that ultimately influences our recovery and prognosis with having less pain. So as providers, I think, um, again, it's, it's frustrating to hear patients journey through the healthcare system. And, and I, Michelle, I do want you to kind of talk about why it is so frustrating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we see this a lot, especially with, with those patients that potentially have, have been, somewhere before they've seen us to address their pain. And one of the biggest frustrations that we have is when a patient comes in and is telling us how the previous provider that they've seen basically told them that their pain is in their head or their pain isn't real. Um, And that's really sad and that's really frustrating to see. And I do think, I, I will say, that a lot of times it's not the provider who's specifically saying those exact words, but but that is how the patient is interpreting it based on the message that they're receiving. And, and that's important. So the words that we say are important because people interpret them and that's and that's part of human nature. And and so it's it's really frustrating for us when we see this because 
pain is real. We know it's real. And, and yes, it is complex, but it's real. It's not fake. It's coming from your brain, but that doesn't make it all in your head. It's just that we're the, the source of the pain isn't well explained. And so it, therefore it comes off wrong a lot of times when we're trying to explain that. Absolutely. Why, why do you think this happens? Yeah. So I think, I think one of the biggest things is, is recognizing different providers scope of practice. And, and so a lot of times when you're going in to see a provider, depending on their specific specialty, their goal may be to rule out that scary stuff um, because that's, that's their job. And that's their primary concern is to make sure that they can tell you that the scary stuff isn't what you have to worry about. Um, and as a PT, I'm screening for that stuff too. I want to make sure that if someone's in my clinic, they're appropriate to be there. Um, but I think a lot of times that can then lead to those conversations of, of telling people that there, there's nothing wrong here. Um, and, and so it's just a matter of making sure that we're getting people in the right place to get the help that they need. And that's where PT can come in is, is to be that guide. Absolutely. I think, you know, visit one with someone, I really want them to feel that we're, you know, your pain is real. We're going to say this so mm -hmm. many times in this episode. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's so multifactorial. And, and I think mm -hmm. that's where the we kind of talked about this in the first episode, but that biomedical model is extremely limiting where, you know, providers are taught that we look for these changes in images or certain, mm -hmm. you know, diagnostic testing and, and that's what they're looking for, but we're not looking at a patient holistically as far as what's the, yeah, what is that biology um, what's happening in their social network, what's happening in their brain, that psychology mm -hmm. impact. And, and that's what that biopsychosocial model is. And, and sadly, right now, I think what's hard is, you know, most providers in, in, you know, Western medicine are taught on this biomedical model, even physical therapists. So yep. most of the this stuff is kind of newer research, even though it's been around for decades, but it just takes mm -hmm. some time to get into practice. And I, I find it very positive where there's more and more clinicians and practitioners and, and in our healthcare system where it is changing. It's just going to take some time. Yeah. So it takes time. Yeah. Yep. Michelle, can you give me a quick example? I know this happens daily, but what has been the most common thing you've been hearing um, given this kind of pain is not real, it's in your head, yep. or sadly we'll get people who've had four different diagnoses or something crazy. And again, right. this is this musculoskeletal pain or, uh, you know, nervous system pain that people have had for over three, four months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we, we see a lot of people who come into the clinic after having specific imaging or diagnostic testing done. And so whether that was, you know, something that they had at their orthopedist or rheumatologist, um, but they were told after these tests were done that there was nothing wrong. And, and they were upset by that because we're human and we, we like to have answers. And when we go to the doctor, I think we kind of have gotten into this 
this position where we expect a diagnosis when we leave. Um, and I've yeah. been there. I, I totally know what that feels like. Yeah. And, and so when we're told that mm, we didn't really find anything, there's nothing wrong here, that can be super frustrating. And when that happens in our clinic, a lot of times, Aaron, I know we've had this conversation where we're like, that's great. Yeah. Like they didn't find anything wrong. Like it's frustrating, but that's actually really positive. Right. We don't want to see the scary stuff. This yes, is good. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it's again, it's that frustration of not having an answer. Yeah. And that's and that's challenging for all of us. And and the good news is is that in PT, that specific diagnosis isn't a make or break situation for us. And, and I explain this a lot, especially when, when someone has come in and they're asking specifically, like, what's going on? And we know, you know, from the evidence that's out there, for example, with low back pain, we know that it's pretty nonspecific. And, and as, a, as a whole, our profession and the medical, you know, health healthcare providers in general aren't great at knowing specific tissues that are causing symptoms. But the good thing is, is that that doesn't mean that we're not going to get you to a place where you're doing better. Absolutely. And so I'm concerned about the things that are going on in front of me. I'm concerned about the person in front of me. And I'm going to watch you move. I'm going to have you do specific tests and measures just to see what's going on because that's the real information in addition to your subjective interview, your history, that's going to help me get you what you need to get better. Yeah, and there's a ton of research to back that. And and this is kind of some of the uncomfortable stuff that no one wants to hear. Uh, I get it. (laughs) Like I said, we're all, or Michelle said, we're all human that it, it is it does seem easier and clearer at time when we have just a label put on it but uh, mm-hmm. most of the time we don't and physical therapy our job is to embrace those mucky waters and get you on a track that's specific to you because sadly I'm going to get kind of dramatic here <laughs> but if, if it was as easy as we could take a pill or inject a joint all the time we wouldn't have the back pain and opioid epidemic we have today. Uh, it's yep. kind of just proving that these bundled or one size fits all plan just really doesn't work for people. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think when how you had mentioned people coming in with multiple diagnoses and usually they've gotten a different diagnosis from a different specialist. And that reinforces the fact that that we're not always the best at knowing what specific tissue is causing symptoms when it comes to musculoskeletal pain. And, and we can say that very confidently for low back pain. And, and that's a lot of times where we'll see those multiple diagnoses. But the, again, that's reinforcing the fact that it's complex. Mm-hmm. And depending on the specialist that you saw is going to have a, a, a certain idea of what, what they think is going on. Yeah, and, and that's not wrong. But it is right, really exactly. confusing for a patient and individual and mm-hmm. And sadly, can lose trust in a system. So we acknowledge yep. that that's happening. And I really, I know both you and I really take that time to be there for that person in our office to acknowledge that because that's important. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this is confusing. I hear you. Let's get back on track, though. I'll send you research. We'll talk about 
pain neuroscience. Uh, and then yeah. we'll get on a plan again with certain specific exercises or uh, manual therapy work or, you know, um, stretching or whatever that is for that mm-hmm. individual. But it is so specific for that person. Yeah. And when you get down to it, too, really, if people are seeing changes in their function and how they feel and their pain levels, the the idea of the diagnosis probably becomes less important because they're seeing improvements. Yeah. And that's what really matters. Absolutely. Function and life satisfaction for sure. Yep. Um, So I guess to kind of wrap stuff up here, um, why does this really matter? Why, why, why yeah. does it, how we talk about pain and how we think about it, why does it really matter? Yeah. So, so we know that there's a lot of evidence out there that shows how we think about pain matters and can change our outcomes. And, and that's where PT comes into play. And, and so we're trying to find these ways to make changes in how you're looking at your symptoms because we know that that can be really powerful and impactful in your recovery. And the main reason for this is that it helps us get that control back. And so if we can show you how to use, you know, a specific muscle while you're walking or focusing a little bit more on your positioning so that you can use said muscle when you're walking and it changes your pain, that's so powerful. And your brain gets that info and that can help you downtrain that alarm system. And so it's this feedback that your body is getting and and that's super exciting. And I know I've had plenty of times where I've seen people in the clinic and we're doing this and they have this moment where they're just like, wow, yeah, it changed. Yeah. And, and that's really exciting. And that's the stuff that we thrive on. And that's that check-in. And so that's that kind of mindset and positive, you know, using pain as information and, and changing yep. how we're doing things. And so I guess my biggest frustration about the physical therapy world at times, <laughs> just like any yep. other world, but yep. um, we're not always fully explaining why we're doing certain things or we're not telling pa- patients to check in. There's so many great strength, mobility, manual therapists, et cetera. But if we don't explain why or you're not checking in with your body after, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. Because yep. if the patient or individual doesn't feel it and they can't have that acknowledgement in their brain, we won't get these larger changes that our brain and body and nervous system are are really mm-hmm. craving. So it's it's hard to to keep people motivated to do the things that we ask them to do if they don't understand why they're doing exactly. it. Exactly. Check-ins mm-hmm. good. <laughs> yep. Yep. Awesome. Um so I think that's a good place to stop. So through this episode, we've given you a little dive into the conversation on how we think about pain. In the next episode, we want to get into more of the specific examples of why this matters, specifically self-talk and mindset and all of these other things that go into influencing your body, your nervous system, how that influences and how that impacts your management of pain and, and also how that helps you get that control back. So we thank you guys again for joining us and stay tuned because we've got more to talk about on this topic next time. Thanks everyone.